This is Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski on AM 800 CKLW, the information station. Running Flat Radio is a paid program on AM 800. That day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. So I ran to the end of the road. When I got there, and then down maybe the I'd next block, the and then the next block. Welcome to uh, Running Flat Radio. Chris Uzinski here and Kelly Steele from the Windsor Star. If you're unfamiliar with Running Flat Radio, we are a show based on, believe it or not, running uh, and most other endurance sports as well. We also talk about cycling. We talk about triathlon. Uh, we will do a special one day about swimming mm-hmm. uh, coming up probably in, in these cold months, but uh, we're just not there yet. Uh, we're kind of hitting our, our, our kicks about uh, medical and taking care of your body, losing weight, getting mm-hmm. started. We're, we're in that mode right now. And, uh, well, we are right after Christmas, right? So perfect timing. For yeah, that. And, and our guest today is is a dear friend and a great guy, uh, Dr. Tim O'Callaghan. He's going to join us a little bit later. Uh, he's the uh, the president of the of the Essex County Medical Association. He's a family doc, and uh, he's also a race line doc. And we're going to talk about you know some running injuries, you know, but you know how do you get started? Mm-hmm. You know, and going to your doctor, what are the right questions to ask, and 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 what are the right responses from your doctor? Like, what kind of tests are they going to be ordering and, and stuff like that? So, we're gonna we're gonna bring Tim in in about uh, fifteen minutes. But you know, running flat is a, is an organization that puts on races and events, and 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 we're up against uh, a fantastic year. <laughs> And uh, a number of events that we have this year is Canada Day on July 1st in Amherstburg, Ontario, selling really fast. Uh, the reason for it is because it's so sticky about having uh, where you can actually kind of vote for who goes on the medal and who's that great Canadian. So, um, you know, I, I encourage you to go to runningflat.com, take a look at that. Uh, Run for Heroes is also open. It's selling pretty briskly. It is going to be only a half marathon this year with a 10K and a kids marathon. So it's downscale just slightly in regards to races. And um, and then, of course, the one that uh, is open and just everybody's talking about is Le Chocolat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Le Chocolat is absolutely crazy right now. It is just people from the United States, all over Canada, trying to book hotel rooms, trying to, you know, uh, get into town to, to do this event. And, uh, we're and, really... and again, if anyone is thinking <laughs> of doing Le Chocolat, you've probably started training for it. Sign up for it. Yeah, Le Chocolat is, is, is really an amazing event for, for a lot of reasons. One is uh, when you sign up, you get a three-liter box that's shaped like a purse of wine. It comes in red and white, and it's from our friends at Peely Island Wineries. It's called the Peely Purse. What I what I love about the event is that it's it's just it's really relaxed. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just there to have a great time, and it's we call it a Mother's Day primer because we really kind of focus on 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 the moms and the women in, in 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 the runs and the races and the walks. And there's all kinds of chocolate at the end. There's uh, firemen along the route because Sparky's Toy Drive is one of the benefactors yep. of what's this the race. What's the date for that race? May third, so it's the weekend before Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so it kind of gives you a whole week of celebrating Mother's Day, and we kind of kick it all off for you. But, you know, we have this huge announcement to make that we've been talking about, and we've been kind of hinting around it, and it's time to make the bloody announcement. <laughs> uh, on, on, the, on the phone right now with us is John LaFranco from Athletics Canada. Uh, John heads up the, uh, uh, the, the kind of the road running uh, division. Hey, John, how are you? Good, Chris. How are you? Good, thanks. Hey, John, would you give us the honor in making this announcement about Le Chocolat, please? Sure, yeah. So uh, this year, Le Chocolat is going to be the host uh, for the Athletics Canada uh, Canadian Masters Athletics 10K Age Group uh, 10K Road Championships. So woo! what that means, basically, <laughs> yeah, woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what that means, basically, is that... Um, like you know, we we have we've hosted our road rating championships, uh, you know, 10k marathon, all that, um, and it, you know, it's a, sort of an open championship, and there's you know that's where you see the the elites, the really cool sets, the Hercules and whatnot. But as you know, in in all the road races, you know, there's people out there, they're running, and they're they're you know chasing down their personal best, they're chasing down their age group medals, right? So we thought we would have an event that would. Um, focus on that and celebrate that so basically you know it's just like every other race that you're in with you know you compete for your age group but we're going to invite people from across Canada like you're just saying and, and get you know sort of people to, to uh, compete for the national championship in their respective age groups so I think that's pretty fun this, in addition to all the great stuff that you just mentioned about the you know John this is such incredible news for for this city and this race for a lot of reasons one is you know someone like Eddie Whitlock who, who lives uh, a couple hours away Eddie could drive yeah. down and, and, and actually join the 10K challenge to win the national championship in his age group. I mean, you know, that, that to me is, is, is incredible. And, and also to have the community come out and witness this uh, is fantastic because uh, I got to tell you, I'm just, finally this is off the shelf and announced and uh, I, I couldn't be happier. Is this going to bring in some uh, <clears throat> big names? Like, should we be expecting some elite well, guys I, coming up for I this? Mean, well, I think Ed Whitlock's a pretty big name, but I, yep. I think that, like I said, it's it's for the the uh, the age group folks. So you know, someone in the whatever all the age groups, forty to forty five, forty five fifty, fifty to fifty five. If you're, you know, one of the the best runners in your area, mm-hmm. that you know you're always winning your age group and stuff. Well, this is a chance to come and run and uh, against other people, you know, maybe from different spots that that are are of that. So I wouldn't say that it's um, you know the the elites. I think this is sort of the the competitive uh, age group category, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think that's that's what we're trying to focus on. Ed Whitlock's kind of a big name, but you know, I mean, Ed Whitlock is Ed Whitlock. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you never know. I, I haven't talked to Eddie in in, in, a, in a bit, but uh, I can maybe convince him to come down and do that. Be very cool to have him come down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. John, thanks, man. I really, really appreciate that. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a pleasure working with Athletics Canada and, uh, and kind of producing this and developing this and promoting this and, and really kind of showcasing uh, Windsor and Essex County and the gorgeous waterfront, the amazing courts that we have uh, up along Riverside Drive for Le Chocolat and, and be able to do that. John, is it, did you say that this is the first time you guys have actually done this race? Yeah, well, the, the Canadian Masters Athletics has sort of been doing uh, the, the Masters for, for the, the last 
uh, couple well, for for quite a while actually, but it's sort of it's uh, been under the radar and and mm-hmm. and what you know the reason we're calling it age group championships is because I know if people who uh, do triathlon, you know, when you go into triathlon, you kind of select as whether you're elite or age group, right? Yep. And that, that's the kind of stream that we're that we're aiming at. So um, yeah, we caught we kind of thought that was something that that needed to be done um, for for road running in, in Canada to get you know focus on that. And, level of uh, of athlete there, so. And why uh, pair up with uh, Le Chocolat for this? Well, I mean, it's such a such a great event. Um, I think it it really it uh, embodies the the feel that we're going for. You know, like. Um, there's lots of different kinds of road races in, in Canada and, you know, some of the, the top races like Ottawa and Toronto that we uh, we partner with to host our elite races, their IAAF gold label and stuff. This is a this is a community <laughs> event, like Chris was saying. Like, this is all about, um, you know, it's, it's near Mother's Day and, um, you know, this is this is about... Uh, in, in Quebec, there's a, an expression, uh, Monsieur et Madame Tout le Monde, Minister and Mrs. Everybody, you know. So I think mm. that that Mushkala is an event that caters to that group, and so that's that's what we wanted to to have in in this race. Perfect. Awesome, John. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the big announcement, and uh, yep. looking forward to uh, to working with you guys. It's going to be great. Yeah. Too. Thanks a lot. All the best. John LaFranco from Athletics Canada with the big announcement, finally, that uh, the 10K <laughs> National Age Group Championship will be here in Windsor at Le Chocolat. Uh, and the 10K year. is going to be year. running the same time as uh, the half marathon, correct? Just so people know that? The, they're uh, they're going to be staggered starts okay. for, for the races, but yeah, absolutely. They, they will be uh, same morning where we're going to do it, and it'll be on a similar course. Um, slightly different because of the because of the, the the championship aspects of it with the, the adjudication and officiating of it. <laughs> so we will we will take care of that. You have been listening to uh, to Running Flat Radio on AM eight hundred CKLW. We'll be right back after these messages. Take your favorite local minor hockey team to the next level. Yeah! Say yeah! Whether you're a coach, parent, player, or simply a fan of the game, AM800 wants to hear what makes your team so special. Visit am800cklw.com and tell us why your team deserves to be the AM800 Hockey Team of the Week. Each week, we'll select a favorite entry, and Steve Bell will announce them Wednesday mornings at 810 during the morning drive. Awesome. Check this out. And here we go. Each player will score a minor hockey team of the week certificate and sport water bottle, as well as a team victory breakfast at McDonald's. AM800's Minor Hockey Team of the Week is brought to you by McDonald's. Ronald McDonald Houses provide families of sick children with a home when they need it most. To learn more or to make a donation, visit rmhc.ca. And AM800 CKLW, the information station. Hi, Sarah Zucasa. How can I help you? Hi, uh, we're expecting a baby, and our apartment's just way too cramped for three. So you're looking at buying your first home? Yes, that's right. We're really, really nervous. So you'd prefer a real estate agent experienced with newbies? Yeah, exactly. One who can patiently answer all your questions? Yes. And deliver a baby in a pinch? Really? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding about the baby. Phew. Visit Zucasa.com and let us match you with the right agent. Zucasa. Real easy, real estate. Zucasa is a licensed brokerage. 
Now the forecast from the AM800 Weather Center. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low of minus 15. Tomorrow, sunny with increasing clouds in the afternoon, a high of minus 4. Wednesday night, snow and a risk of freezing rain overnight, and the temperature rising to minus 2 by Thursday morning. Thursday, snow, a high of 1. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of minus 8. Once again, mainly clear tonight, a low of minus 15. Sunny tomorrow with increasing clouds in the afternoon and a high of minus 4. The Toronto 2015 Games are coming, and you're ready. Are you an elite athlete? No. You're a student, a cook, maybe a grade 3 teacher. Whatever you are, with an SO Extra or Aeroplan card, you could be a winner. Visit GetIntoTheToronto2015Games.com for daily chances to win event tickets. Every day, there are at least eight tickets to be won, and you can enter daily until March 30th. So get in there. You winner, you. Go online for contest details. The SO brand is the official fuel supplier of the Toronto 2015 Pan Am and Parapan Am Games. With the Tim Hortons $5 lunch combo, you get more than you bargained for. Like if we suddenly added singers. Get any soup, bagel, and a drink for just $5. And musicians. Dry spicy Thai chicken soup, 12 drink bagel, and a coffee. It's Tim's soup, bagel, and beverage combo for $5. More than you bargained for. For less than you bargained for. At participating restaurants for a limited time, prices may vary by region. Some exclusions apply. See in store for details. Looking to start running? Strap on a pair of comfortable shoes. Now put one foot in front of the other and keep going. It's that easy. This is this is Running Flat Radio on AM 800. Woohoo! Home of the 10K <laughs> National Championships. Nice. For the age groups. I'm just tickled pink about that. You are listening to uh, Running Flat Radio. Chris Yuzinski, Kelly Steele from the Windsor Star. Uh, if you just missed it, that was the announcement. Uh, Le Chocolat will be for the next two years the national 10K championship. We've got some crazy fast runners in this area who uh, are going to be uh, eyeing that. You think so? Absolutely. You think they want to defend that? Oh, you know oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a couple in my mind right or in my head right now <laughs> that I know would be all over it, and with a darn good chance of uh, probably winning. You never know. There are there are some great runners in our community. So uh, you are listening to uh, Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. Uh, you know, our guest in studio is, is a dear friend of mine, uh, Dr. Tim O'Callaghan. He is a, uh, a family doc here and a physician in Essex County since 1991. Yeah, yeah. something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, and he's the uh, lead physician over at the Amherstburg Family Health Team, and he's the president of the Essex County Medical Association, and, and he is a wicked long-distance cyclist, so we will, we will talk about that a little bit later on in the hour, but... But welcome, Tim, to Running Flat Radio. Thank you very much for having me, Chris. It's great to have you in studio. So, you know, where, where do I even start? You know, um, let's let's take a look at uh, kind of where the show is going to progress this year. We, we talked about weight loss and, uh, and and the kind of the secrets of weight loss with, uh, with Florine Mark from Weight Watchers last week. And, um, you know, most of what she had to say was really, it's the support group. It's, it's really the support that kind of keeps you on track towards your goals. And, uh, and we've had over the last year, a number of occasions to talk about sudden cardiac issues and arrest, uh, and lots about injuries and, and preventing injuries. But, you know, we have lots of listeners out there who are new runners. They're just starting out. They want to get involved in events. Um, and you know, some of the first words out of my mouth are go see your family doc, you know, get, get the, the okay from the family doc. And if need be, go see your cardiologist. Wh wh where do they start? Well, I think, uh, Chris, your, uh, idea about having them see the family doc or 
other primary care providers, sometimes that's a nurse practitioner, is a good uh, first step for them. Um, at the family doc's office, they can, they can expect to be asked a lot of questions about their health. Uh, and, you know, I'd recommend that if they're doing this, that they actually set this up as part of their annual physical. Although we don't call them annual physicals anymore. We call them periodic health exams. Okay. That's so the ministry can pay us a little bit less money than they used to for them. <laughs> and, are yeah. they, and are they annual? <laughs> and uh, they can be annual. Basically, the, the idea of uh, the shift away from an annual physical where we would just check everything for no particularly good reason to a periodic health exam had to do with the idea that there are particular needs for particular patients. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're making sure that when patients come in, that based on their age and sex, that we're running through the things that we need to run through based on that patient's needs. Um, so a runner coming in would do good to book a, a, an appointment for a periodic health exam. And at the time of that exam, they basically have the opportunity to, uh, the doctor, nurse practitioner, I should say, has the opportunity to ask them a lot of questions about their health. The, the things that I think are really relevant when it comes to thinking about participating in a new fitness program, whether it's running or anything else, is um, uh, a lot of questions around their vascular health. So questions around, are you having any problems with chest pain or chest pressure, any dizziness, any headaches that are unusual, basic, ba basic questions around vascular symptoms. Um, and so we'll do a complete uh, review of those of those questions and make sure that there's nothing really emerging that seems to point to the idea that they may have an actual issue going on with a heart problem or with uh, impending stroke or anything like that. Um, so based on that, based on the results of that, then we'll go on to a focused physical exam. And again, the, the key things I think from a fitness point of view are to make sure that we're uh, covering the base as far as checking the patient's blood pressure doing a complete cardiovascular examination, doing a respiratory exam, just making sure that there's no obvious issues that are emerging right. uh, from the point of view of that person being at risk uh, and then and, and going out and actually causing some harm. Now, when you're looking at who should come in, are, are you looking at age? Are you looking at fitness? Like, Or is it just any person who hasn't been a runner and is looking at taking up the sport should go in? Yeah, I think yeah, I think patients probably have to, or people have to individualize this to themselves. And I think you know, if you're someone who's coming from a strong cycling background and thinking of taking up running, uh, I don't think you don't necessarily need need to get cleared for that kind of physical activity because it's sort of a lateral move from one from one sport to another. Um, but I think uh, if someone's you know been had a period of inactivity where they really haven't been stressing their system very much physically for maybe you know i see patients all the time that have been sort of you know away from fitness for 10 or 15 or more years it's probably a good idea to uh, to talk to their doctor and make sure that some of the things that they're experiencing really aren't uh something that they should be concerned about okay so so from from a doctor's standpoint yeah why should i be physically active and i I'm always going to turn it back around to the patient's needs. So, let, you know, let me say that there are some people that come in where it's me driving things, saying you should be more physically active and let me tell you why. And I'll, I'll talk to people about what their, you know, what their thoughts are around physical activity and fitness. And if they don't seem very convinced that they should do anything different than what they're doing right now, that's where I'm going to pull out the, the stats and the data around 
improving their risk of developing diabetes, improving the risk of them developing all kinds of vascular diseases, which are the big uh, killers in our population, so heart disease and stroke, uh, decreased uh, uh, problems with uh, certain types of cancers uh, get better with improved fitness as well. And a variety of mental health issues uh, are better. You know, I've, I've heard a psychiatrist say the single best antidepressant <coughs> is exercise. And so... And exercise-wise, why, why, what are you recommending your day? Is it like you hear 20, you hear 30, you hear an hour? Yeah, so, you know, recommendations from a lot of bodies look at look uh, looking at uh, a frequency of activity of five... Uh, five days per week, 30 minutes a time. And that's relevant to, you know, it, it's going to be uh, scalable based on what where the person's at. So if I've got someone that's been on the couch for 20 years and really isn't doing anything as far as physical activity, certainly not going to start out by recommending that they do 30 minutes of vigorous physical activity right off the bat. For that patient, I'll talk to them about simply getting up and getting moving for five minutes at a time. And uh, we, we do talk about something in medicine called the FIT principles, that's F-I-T-T, uh, and that stands for frequency, intensity, time, and type. The first thing we'll talk about with patients is what makes sense for you. What would you like to do? Uh, because what we don't want to do is, you know, uh, prejudge what I think would be a good physical activity for them. So despite the fact that I'm, you know, really into cycling and I think cycling's a great sport, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to recommend cycling to everyone. And I'm also not going run, to recommend running to everyone as well. It's really what's going to work well for that patient and what are they going to be able to access on a regular basis. You mean to tell me you're not going to write a script for a Cervello? <laughs> well... Most times. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you are listening to uh, Running Flat Radio on AM800 CKLW. We'll be right back after these messages. Six speaks. I'm absolutely appalled that these people would do something as such. AM 800 CKLW. Everybody makes mistakes. That's understandable. The Information Station. The only open line talk show in Windsor. Unfortunately, I'm serious about what's going on. The Lynn Martin Show. I'm just sick and tired of listening to these people lie to me. On Wednesday's show, are you doing more with less? A new report tells us that families in Windsor-Essex have been hit hardest by the downturn in automotive manufacturing jobs. I don't think you need to be told that. We'll find out what you're experiencing next time. The Lynn Martin Show, weekdays 9 till noon on AM 800. TV is awesome, and that's why you'll love Crave TV. Full seasons of the best love series for just four bucks a month. HBO favorites like The Sopranos and The Wire. Classics like Seinfeld and Star Trek. Current hits from Nurse Jackie to Big Bang Theory. Go to CraveTV.ca, browse through our amazing list of show titles, and see for yourself why this is the best entertainment value around. Crave TV, all you can watch for four bucks a month with your TV subscription. Do you feel like you're left in the dark when it comes to your town's latest changes and improvements? No need to feel left out. You can get the scoop from Essex County Council live every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. on TV Cochico, the place you can hear AM 800 right on your TV on HD Cable 700 as well as Cable 11. You'll also continue to hear your favorite AM 800 programs like The Morning Drive, The Lynn Martin Show, The Noon Report, and The Afternoon News. 
news on both channels. TV Kojiko and AM800. A great partnership. Liking, posting, sharing, and commenting. Get, get, get social with us. I like you very much. Facebook.com backslash AM800. It's 7.30. From the AM800 News Center, your number one news source in Windsor, Essex. An information update with Paul Pedro. Feedback is once again wanted by the local public school board. The board is required by the province to conduct anonymous school climate surveys every two years to address issues such as bullying prevention, equity, inclusion, and mental health. The 30-question survey can be found online starting on Friday. We're finding out just how hard Windsor was hit by the recent recession. A report by the Automotive Policy Research Centre found Windsor has lost almost 12,000 auto jobs in the last decade and local young families between 25 and 34 have seen the largest dollar decline of about 18,000 between the year 2000 and 2012. And unconquered Sun Solar Technologies in Tecumseh has been bought by Sarnia-based Blue Water Power Distribution Corporation. AM 800 Sports, the Red Wings are in Florida tonight. The game is just about to get underway. The Habs are home to Dallas. That game's about to start as well. The Essex 73s are hosting Wheatley. Essex up 1-0 in the first period there. From the A AM800 Weather Center tonight, mainly clear, a low of minus 15. Tomorrow, sunny with increasing clouds in the afternoon, a high of minus 4. Wednesday night, snow and a risk of freezing rain overnight. The temperature rising to minus 2 by Thursday morning. Right now in Windsor-Essex, minus 6 Celsius, that's 21 Fahrenheit. With the wind chill, it feels like minus 12 Celsius or 10 Fahrenheit. I'm Paul Pedro, AM800 News. When you're able to focus your mind and your body, anything's possible. From 5K runs to half marathons to the full 26.2 miles. We talk about it all on Running Flat Radio, Tuesdays, 7 till 8 on AM 800. And welcome back to Running Flat Radio. Chris Zinski, Kelly Steele from the Windsor Star, our in-studio guest. It's always so great to have an in-studio guest that we haven't scared away yet. Is uh, (laughs) is Dr. Tim O'Callaghan, who is the president of the... Essex County Medical Association, and plus he's a finish line doc. He helps us out a lot at, at various races. And uh, we were just talking about you running me a prescription for my brand new P3. And, uh, you know, but I, you know, I have heard of doctors out there who will have a patient uh, maybe, you know, give a script for, you know, you're going to quit smoking. Oh, and by the way, you're going to walk around the block 10 times, you know, in the next three days and, and almost itemize, you know, them getting off the couch and, and into something. Uh, as uh, almost like a, like a definitive order. Like, here's your script, go do that. Yeah, so I think uh, when it comes to prescriptions, that's what we do as doctors. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing a, uh, an issue, identifying a problem, trying to figure out the solution to that. And that works really well when it comes to acute problems. So if someone comes in and they've got a bronchitis or a pneumonia going on, they need an antibiotic, we write them a prescription right. and away we go. And that I think makes a lot of sense for people when they're understanding that. And they're a lot more receptive, I think, when there's an acute problem. I don't know if you can hear Chris coughing yeah, in the yeah, background yeah, yeah. here, but yeah. yeah. Talk about acute problems. <laughs> I am an acute problem. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that, that I think in, in people's heads works out really well when it's a, you know, a 10-day course of an antibiotic. I think when we get further away from an acute medical problem and into or general issues with lifestyle, it becomes very difficult to be too prescriptive in that in that setting. And I think 
a patient coming in who I identify as having an issue with their lifestyle and I say, you must do this, that, and the other thing, I think that's going to often fall on deaf ears. And um, I think where the patient's really receptive to doing something, putting something down as far as a written plan is very helpful. But I think in, if someone's not receptive to making change, writing anything down is not necessarily going to be helpful for them. And so we, we try as as docs to try to you know get a sense of where people are at as far as their readiness to make change. Some people come in and you know you've heard people and seen people who really don't think that smoking is ever going to hurt them. And so you can talk until you're blue in the face mm. about why they need to smoke, why, why they need to quit smoking. Hard to believe. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, give them all kinds, you know, we, we can get, send them out the, the door with a prescription for something to help them quit. If they're, if they're not bought into the idea that there's a problem in the first place, they're never going to buy into the prescription. They're never going to need, they're never, they're never going to use it. And it's the same thing, I think, with fitness. If we're prescribing exercise and the patient's not really bought into the idea that it's going to benefit them in any way, they're not going to do it. And so that's where the discussion should happen with the primary care doc to say, you know, number one, do you think there's a problem? Do you think that there is an issue with you being inactive, being overweight, uh, eating the wrong way, smoking, et cetera, whatever lifestyle issue it is? And if they say, yeah, you know, I know that, that there is an issue here, but I'm just not really sure what to do about it. I would like some help, but I just don't know what to do. I've, right. I've tried to quit smoking or I've I've tried to lose weight. I've just never really been been successful at that. So I just kind of throw in the towel. There's a patient that's at least willing to hear uh, that there may be some help for them. And, you know, the discussion then focuses around what's holding them back. So we start with asking them about benefits. Do you think <laughs> Do you think this would actually help you? You know, what if you took up a new fitness program right. and lost some weight? Would that be of any benefit to you? And I know it's a benefit to them. I know, I, I, but I don't want to answer it for them. Right, you want them to turn around and do yeah, it. Yeah, they turn it around and say, you know what, you're right. This is what this is how things would be better uh, if I got off the couch and started exercising. Once they make the the benefit known to you to me, and again, I, I, I spoke about that earlier. It's not about me telling them you're not going to get diabetes or heart disease because that may or may not work for that patient. For them, it may be. I'm going to be able to play with my grandkids more right. and not get winded. I'm going to be able to keep up. And that's, that's really what, where it's at for me. Now I see a lot of people come through, <clears throat> excuse me, my learn to run clinics. And uh, one of the biggest problems seems to be shin splint. They, they struggle through it. They, it, it's actually one of the big reasons why a lot of people stop running. How, how do people handle that? Like, how do you, I, and I get that it's probably, they're coming off the couch. They haven't done a whole lot of stuff. And so their body's not really, um, I guess that receptive to it, but how do you, how do you convince someone to stick to it or when, when their shins are killing them and, and you know, there has to be a bit of a recovery to have your shins recover. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So for that particular injury, um, you know, what I would recommend is for them to back off, uh, and or a stop, but, you know, depending on where the symptoms are back off in the intensity of the running. But I, I think even before they get to the point of being injured, we'd like to have a little discussion with them around what the proper way is to get going with something that's right. brand new. And I think, you know, I've, I've seen people and it's January every year at the club, right? <laughs> you look in and you see the guy beside you that you've never seen in there before that's obviously embarking on a new program who's got the, the treadmill cranked up to its maximum incline and is running as hard and fast as possible. Awesome. 
for for three minutes. Well, and and, and then yeah. you get the people who are outdoor running and they're saying, "I'm going to run outdoor outdoors every day for 30 minutes, even though I haven't ran ever." Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And usually, what happens by Wednesday, they've given up because their body's saying, "No, you know what? That's not going to happen." Yeah. So what I what I mentioned earlier on with regard to fit frequency and frequency intensity time and type is. Pick the exercise first that you're going to be able to do. And then the first thing that you want to focus in on is frequency, meaning trying to get doing something every day if possible, but at a minimum aiming for five days a week. The, the key reason to, to shoot for a high number like that, like every day, is every day you wake up and feel like I should be doing something today. If you aim for three days a week, it's really easy on Monday to say I'm busy today. Mm-hmm. So I, I've got lots of days left in the week and I'll That's do it later. True. Tuesday, I'm still busy. And the next thing you know, a couple of weeks has gone by and nothing has really happened. And so the, the important thing to do is get, get the frequency nailed down first. And again, for that uh, person just coming off the couch, it may be five minutes, mm-hmm. right? Just just easy walking for five minutes may be the right thing for them to do, just to get them used to doing something. And then the next thing I get them to do isn't uh, to get maximally intensive, but to start to lo- uh, slowly move up on the time. Mm-hmm. So if they're starting with five minutes, they may go up a couple of minutes at a time or five minutes at a time to gradually work up to the point where they're hitting that 30 minutes at a, at a time. 30, there's nothing magic about 30 minutes. If someone's, you know, doing great with 30 and they can move to longer times, absolutely no problem. Yeah. It's really, you know, finding something that's going to be reasonable and realistic for that patient to keep going with. Um, and then once they've got that going, the last thing we recommend is increasing the intensity. And so that may mean running faster. That may mean doing some interval runs, that kind of thing. Um, but introducing that last. And the the, you know, the role is really moving that quite a ways down, down the road for patients, not making that two weeks in. But a lot of them are so eager. Like I always hear from them, you know, when am I going to get faster? I'm, I'm the slowest in the group. And I, I always stress them, it doesn't really matter. You're running for like 15 minutes right now. Who cares if you're fast or you're slow? But there's always that push that you always want to get faster. You don't want to be the slowest person in the group. But it's patience, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. People do sometimes want almost instant results when it comes to anything, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, trying to get faster or trying to lose weight. You know, they want they want to see results tomorrow or next week, not wait down the road. Mm-hmm. But, you know, talking to people about getting a suitable base is, I think, the really important thing to do before before they start ramping it up, because that's where they're going to get so, so injured. Where, where does weight training and, and other non-aerobic type physical activities come into, into play? So, again, depending on the person, I right. think you've got to individualize it. And I think, you know, if you've got someone who, that's a serious athlete, there's no question that weights are a part of that. I think uh, stretching activities are part of that as well. Um, but as a starting point for most of the people that I see that are just coming into getting off the couch, I'll start with just uh, cardio type activities first before moving on to weight activities. You know, you, you started being a doctor in Ontario in 1991. That's right, yeah. So you look, at you've seen a lot of stuff happen in technology and changes from 1991 to today. And you are currently in a practice of a family health team, which is pretty revolutionary from where you came from in 1991 when you were when, as a new doc. Sure. Uh, t- tell us about some of those changes that you've seen and what makes a family health team so much different than when we think of a traditional you know, doctor's office or, or, or uh, you know, medical kind of uh, practitioner setup. Yeah, so 
I think what may, you know, most people are pretty uh, comfortable with is going in and seeing their family doc on a one-on-one basis. They've got some problems. They come in with them and get them dealt with. And that may be all that the practice uh, ends up being able to provide is that one-on-one assessment and treatment from a doctor. A family health team brings more uh, folks into play. So we've got a multidisciplinary team at our family health team that includes a number of doctors, but also nurses, (coughs) nurse practitioners. We've got a diabetes educator, respiratory therapist that does uh, uh, lung health education. I'm just trying to think of uh, sort of dietitian and social worker. So really, the full complement of uh, allied healthcare providers working together, and you know, on an individual basis, any of those people or many of those people may be required. So if someone's coming in, let's say they're a, a patient that we've newly diagnosed as having diabetes, we'll refer that patient to the diabetes educator for some education and help there. Uh, and if there's a bit of a lag time to get in, we'll, we'll have the patient seen by our dietitian for some immediate advice around diet. Uh, a lot of times people are grappling when they've got a chronic disease with some mental health issues at the same time. So that, that patient may see the social worker. Uh, there may be some shared care amongst myself and the nurse practitioner and that patient about uh, starting new medications, titrating them, that sort of thing. Uh, and, you know, this is all sort of in the milieu of a... A really nice building with uh, a full electronic medical record and that sort of thing. So we leverage that to try to get results for our patients as well. We've also got some real, real neat things happening with technology. You met, you sort of pointed to technology and said that things are a whole lot different now right. than they were in 1991. Uh, we've been, we've been involved with a number of uh, really neat technology uh, applications, like uh, one that we're using for asthma called the Breathe app. Uh, so this was a a big project uh, started locally, and uh, uh, it's basically a asthma action plan, uh, which again may be of some relevance. You to never either, know, Chris. Yeah. Um, an asthma action plan that gets embedded into your uh, smartphone uh, or your smart tablet, and so uh, it takes into account your symptoms. So it's ac- it's actually asking you on a daily basis about symptoms. Uh, it's got programmed into it your act- your action plan that you're healthcare provider would want you to say increase one of your medications when things are getting worse with your asthma. And the int- the really interesting and neat thing is it also directly ties in with the uh, air-, air quality health index and makes some recommendations in terms of that as well. So a really neat uh, convergence of a whole bunch of data, but right. really putting that right in front of the patient because I can't be in front of the patient all the time. But if I've got an algorithm in place for right. the patient, they can look at it and go, wow, my asthma's not in good control right now. I need to be making a change, and this is what I'm supposed to do. Which is critical for runners, and I know lots of runners with asthma. Right. Not just myself. So yeah. uh, you are listening to Running Flat Radio, but you know, before we head, head to a commercial break, we have to do Song of the Week, and the Song of the Week is this great band out of Toronto. It's their latest single. It's The Moon Kings with Roswell on Running Flat Radio.
roof on sale at Leon's ends soon. It's your last chance to save on almost everything for your home with Leon's instant coupons. Save up to 55% on Sealy mattresses and get an instant coupon for two free memory foam pillows. Plus, with the purchase of select Maytag kitchen packages, you'll get an instant coupon for a free Maytag laundry pair valued at $9.98. Leon's instant coupon sale ends Tuesday. Get your instant coupon at Leon's or leons.ca today. Finish off your weekend at Classic Bingo 4. This Sunday, don't miss the free game at the 4 p.m. session. You could walk away a few grand richer. Classic 4, Sunday at 4, Walker at Ottawa. Now the forecast from the AM800 Weather Center. Mainly clear tonight, a low of minus 15. Sunny tomorrow with increasing clouds in the afternoon, a high of minus 4. Snow and a risk of freezing rain overnight Wednesday into Thursday morning. The temperature rising to minus 2 by morning. Snow Thursday, a high of 1. Mix of sun and cloud Friday, a high of minus 8. Once again tonight, partly cloudy, a low of minus 15. Tomorrow, sunny and uh, increasing clouds in the afternoon with a high of minus 4. Hi, I'm Michael Landsberg. Every day, millions of Canadians are in some way touched by mental illness. Too often, they suffer in silence for fear of being judged, ridiculed, or misunderstood. Luckily, we can do something to help. January 28th is Bell Let's Talk Day. For every text, tweet using the Bell Let's Talk hashtag, mobile or long-distance call made by a subscriber, Bell will donate five cents more to mental health initiatives. On January 28th, let's talk. Visit bell.ca slash let's talk. Patriots and Seahawks go head-to-head -head in Super Bowl 49 on CTV. Three-time Super Bowl winner Tom Brady battles defending world champion Russell Wilson. Wow. Who will be crowned king? Plus, the Super Halftime Show starring Katy Perry with Lenny Kravitz. Super Bowl Sunday live on CTV and CTV Go. It all starts Sunday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Followed by a special preview of Spun Out with guest star Russell Peters. Helping you achieve your personal best. This is Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski on AM 800. And welcome back to Running Flat Radio. Chris Yuzinski, Kelly Steele from the Windsor Star. Dr. Tim O'Callaghan, we'll call him just Dr. Tim, uh, is in the studio. He's uh, uh, a family physician and he's also the president of the, uh, medical, the Essex County Medical Association uh, here in the Windsor area. Uh, and he's an avid cyclist, uh, you know, something that maybe if you know him, you know that he's just nuts about biking. And I'm not talking about kind of commuter biking. I'm talking about long distance endurance cycling. And uh, you've signed up for a 1200K race in France. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, called Perry Breast Perry. Uh, it <laughs> is uh, run by uh, the randonneurs of uh, France. And uh they're actually this is actually the oldest uh event this predates the tour de france by a couple of decades really I think. yeah like, like how many participants in something that size seven or eight thousand wow yeah so we're gonna have seven or eight thousand cyclists leaving in waves uh yep. waves of about i think 300 cyclists at a time uh i'm signing up for the least aggressive of the paces <laughs> at uh i've got 90 hours to complete the 1200k ride uh there are people going as quick as I think 80 hours, uh, and there there are people that can complete it in a whole lot uh, whole lot less time than that. So why do this? It's going to be just a, 
an epic <laughs> ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so really looking forward to it. Uh, one of the local cyclists uh, a number of years ago sort of turned me on to this concept of what's called randonneuring. So it's it's sort of longer distance rides. And, you know, a lot of the club rides, their big ride of the year is 160 or 180K ride. Right. Um, uh, this particular ride that I got asked to do a few years ago was a 200 and I thought, okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. So we, we did that and made a little bit of contact with this concept of randonneuring. 200 is their smallest ride. Mm -hmm. And so to qualify to do uh Perry Brass Perry, uh, I'll be doing a 200, a 300, a 400 and a 600 this year. And, uh, if I complete all those events in the, in the, uh, uh right amount of time, then I qualify to go to France. Now, how, how do you even train? For a 1200 kilometer race you know it's it's difficult and i think the uh, the challenge uh, at least for me i i must say that i i'm not into cycling outdoors in this weather uh it's just <laughs> and there are people that are listening yeah, right there now are quite a few I know, I know come on man up you know this is uh, <laughs> yeah. it's time for you to get out um so i i've been doing a lot of stuff indoors but you know and i'm sure it's very similar for running Running inside and running outside are two different things. Tim, Tim mm -hmm. Lionel Sanders does all of his training indoors, yeah. running, swimming, and cycling. Well, that's that's pretty amazing. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll share with you that. So I did my my two hundred qualifier last weekend in uh, Florida. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I thought I was in pretty good shape. Um, I've been going to the gym pretty regularly. People who see me there think I'm, you know, there's something wrong with me. Why am I spending that much time? on a spin bike, why am I going that hard? Uh, you know, you get on a real bike and it's a completely different right. animal. So, you know, I did the 200, no pro, you know, no problem finishing it. But it was a bit of a challenge, uh, different than I'd feel at the end of the season. So in October, a 200's kind of no big deal, the 300's kind of no big deal. The four or 600, uh, you know, end up challenging you for sure. But that's gotta be hard, like I know, I hate I hate riding my bike on the trainer. I hate being indoors on my bike. I jump on the spin bikes at the gym. I just find it brutal. I love getting on my bike and riding outdoors. Yeah. Like a lot of your training for the next little bit's gonna be on the bike. Are you, you gonna be up to, or in, indoors? Are you gonna be cool with that? Uh, well, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna get away when I can for a little weekend things like it in Florida. I think that's gonna keep the fitness up a little bit. Um, and yeah, our uh, our tempo of uh, randonneuring rides this year uh dials back real early so we're actually our first organized rides in march okay so we'll be doing a bunch of rides in march and really once we hit march march is the reasonable time yeah. to get out on the bike um so we've got all of our all of our uh qualifying rides will be done before the end of may what's uh, what's what's your longest race to date or ride to date i should say yeah the longest ride i've done so far uh is a 600 uh so we did a 600 last year sort of starting in godrich uh, and then heading all over the Bruce Peninsula and out around uh, Collingwood. That'd be a nice ride. Yeah, it was really a nice ride. Lots of climbing and stuff. Lots of hills. It, which was, yeah, How'd lot... you feel at the end? Uh, tired. Tired, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was an epic ride. We actually had uh, five of us on the ride. And uh, I won't mention names, but a couple of us were uh, right at their limit uh, to be there and to complete that kind of distance. And uh, so we, you know, we rode it as a group. And we're able to keep the, the, the uh, two slightly weaker riders uh, really sheltered from the wind. We had a, just a brutal headwind on day two. It was a flat ride on day two, uh, but it was just a brutal headwind pretty much all day. I don't, and so, I don't know how you're going to do it. I do, I've do. i done the 200s. Yeah. And when I get off, my shoulders, my butt, and just my mind, I just want to I just want to be off my bike more than anything. It's not even that I'm tired. I just don't want to be on my bike anymore. So I can't imagine what you're doing. Yeah. 
Well, like I said, the, the it's, uh, it's the like six, ultra marathoning. Well, yeah. it's it's the same kind of thing. It's although the mindset. I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how long ultra marathons go for. I don't know if they go. For, I don't know if they go for ninety hours. Is what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> so you're going to running. obviously sleep at night and stuff like that. Well, the first night, no. So okay. uh, we'll be starting at six p.m. Mm-hmm. and uh, riding through the night and through the next day. So my game plan is to start at six p.m. and ride until about midnight the next day. Okay. And uh, and, and you're going to have to train yourself to do that. Oh yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a couple of the rides we did last year were uh, featured pretty much all night riding. Very cool. What's yeah. all night riding like? Well, the uh, yeah, it gets challenging, right? And it's it's honestly of all the riding you do, it's it's some of the coolest stuff. So I rode up to Godrich to to join a ride last year, and uh, you know started at I think it was uh, ten or something like that, and just rode all through the night. And you know what? Between here and Godrich, I saw six or seven cars all night long. But not knowing but the they, roads, don't yeah. you freak out? Did I'm they like, see you? That's the problem. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> it's it's a completely different setup that you'd have from a bike that you'd ride in a normal yeah. group ride. So I've got a uh, an electrical generator on the front hub. So I've got good lights. I'm charging my iPhone, charging my GPS, you all that like kind a, of you stuff. You look like a disco show coming oh, yeah. down the road. <laughs> That's the idea. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> Dr. Tim, thanks for joining us today. It's uh, it's always awesome to see you. Thanks for coming in and, and kind of giving us a lowdown. And good luck in the 1,200-kilometer ride in France. Absolutely. Thank you so That's much. That's great. And, uh, you know, a couple other things. If you're interested in more information about Running Flat, go to runningflat.com. The events that we do have open are, of course, Canada Day, July 1st, and uh, it's in Amherstburg. It is only a 5K. It's a run or a walk. Um, we've also got run the uh, Run for Heroes, half marathon and 10K open. Uh, there's about three or four more runs we're going to announce in the next, I'd say, four weeks that we're going to launch here as well. And, uh, and Le Chocolat, which has, uh, you know, the half marathon, the 5K runner walk, and now newly announced, the 10K national age group uh, championship, Very cool. the national championship here in Windsor. It's, it's just it's fantastic. I can't, it is. Uh, I just, I'm like, I'm giddy. It's, it's just going to be fantastic <laughs> for this community that uh, we're going to have uh, that kind of recognition uh, Canada-wide. And, uh, and who knows, maybe the secret will get out that Windsor is an extremely great running community. There you go. Windsor and Detroit. Can't, can't forget all of our listeners in Detroit because there's some great places to run there. And there's also some great runners. So um, that's it. Thanks for listening. Mary Brannigan is in next week with us talking about uh, massage therapy and injury and getting all all that stuff. Uh, Thanks for listening. And uh, thanks to Dr. Tim for coming in and John LaFranco from Athletics Canada for the big announcement. Keep running. And that's all I have to say about that.